Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. According to a recent study by Accenture, 68% of business leaders feel their cybersecurity risks are increasing. In today's digital world, we're consuming and creating more data than ever. With data comes security risks, both from external forces and internal errors. This applies to all vendors and all solutions. Yes, even Dynamics 365. Dynamics 365 security is a crucial aspect of managing and protecting your data and applications in the cloud. At a high level, Dynamics 365 security consists of various layers such as encryption, malware protection, threat detection, access management, and much, much more. We can talk about Dynamics 365 security best practices like permissions by user role and activity, or we can discuss common Dynamics 365 data security obstacles like lack of user adoption of security protocols. But KJ and I are not security experts, which is why we're bringing on Kylie Kaiser, a Dynamics 365 security expert and Microsoft MVP to share her expertise and knowledge on Dynamics 365 security. Digestible Dynamics, let me introduce you to Kylie Kaiser. Kylie Kaiser is a power platform enthusiast who has been working with Microsoft Technologies for over 10 years. She is passionate about the community and shows this through blogging, presenting, and hosting events. She leads a thriving user group based in Washington, D.C. Kylie is also a four-time Microsoft Business Applications MVP. Welcome to another episode of Digestible Dynamics, everyone. Today, we have Kylie Kaiser from Hitachi Solutions. Kylie, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Definitely. I just want to jump right in. So what are some of the top digital transformation obstacles your customers are facing in regard to Dynamics 365 security? Oh, I mean, that's it's a great question. It's so hard. I think security is such a broad topic, especially when we talk about Dynamics 365. There's so many components that you have to consider. And I think a big challenge is like people just don't understand what they're doing, right? Because there's so much they have to know. So they're not aware and there's probably risks that they have or, you know, risks for things their users can do that they don't want just because they don't know about it. Um, and I think the other challenge we have is people probably being too strict or reducing the security too much and not giving their users the freedom to try things and do things that could improve their productivity. And then, of course, we merge all of this, not just dynamics, but when we think about the power platform, then we get into the whole topic of governance and what should our users be able to do in the power platform and kind of enabling makers, which I think a lot of people are scared of but that's kind of a lot of the future too. So I think that's something that we also need to consider and kind of get get people talking about. Yeah, no, I think you you make some great points there, but you know, so where should we start with security when we're when we're talking about Dynamics 365 cuz I think that's that's what we need most is a starting place so we can continue to build those blocks and that muscle to make sure our environment's secure. 
Yeah, for sure. And that's really usually when I present on these topics, that's exactly where I want to start. And I think we have to think about it from two perspectives. One, I'm a brand new person starting out on a new implementation or I'm on an existing implementation, right? So if I'm on a brand new implementation, I just encourage us to really talk about all these topics and think outside the box and don't just think that our security has to match our organizational structure, right? Because we have to match our security to the data access needs. When we're talking about an organization that already exists, I usually encourage people to start by looking at the security role report and anything they can do to export kind of current state and figure out where things are now, which also gives me the the kind of uh, something I can go back to if things mess up, then I can know how was it before and fix things, right? I want to start with some documentation. And then the big thing I encourage people to do is look for what I like to call dangerous permissions, right? Look for if your users can delete things, if they can export stuff, if they have access to maybe create workflows or something crazy like that. Like these are the things we wanna check because that's where I can really start bringing value quickly if my organization is already up and running. Love that, Kylie. Now, when I think about security and even technology, once you get it implemented, there are still best practice processes that people need to follow. And security is no different, but I feel like it'll fall by the wayside because you'll get lazy, you'll leave your computer open or whatever the case may be. Somebody's bugging you constantly for access to a report. You're just going to give it to them, right? That kind of thing. So how do you help ensure that those security best practices stay maintained throughout the the life cycle or the use of the yeah, solution? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great question because there's so many things in there, right? And I think kind of with your example of someone needs access to a report, it really comes back to if we can empower our users. And I think that comes back to in those initial requirements discussions, going to the business and saying, is there a reason we can't give people access to this? Or can I expand this? Things like that, because we want to give users the power to do things. Um, I also think we want to look at ways that we can make our security really easy to manage because especially like if I'm delivering to a client, I need to know that their team can support this going forward and they're not going to want to like make quick fixes or things like that. So I wanna make sure that, for example, let's use the Active Directory security teams and let's assign roles to those teams so that I don't have people needing to manually assign roles because as soon as they have to do that, then they're gonna assign the wrong role or give more access than we want, right? So let's use those things we have, let our help desk manage the assignment to the teams and just have it naturally working in dynamics so there's less that my admin team like needs to worry about. Absolutely, that makes a ton of sense. And how does Hitachi Solutions help remove those roadblocks? Are there sessions that say, hey, we're going to, we analyze your process, we were able to access personal information? I'm just curious as to how that works. I envision that Hitachi in a way hacking <laughs> a company, but obviously not. But that was, that's what's playing yeah, in my brain Yeah, for right sure. Now. And I think that there's a lot of factors in there. It kind of depends on the type of project you're doing and who's on your team. I think all the architects probably have a little bit different way to do it. But we do traditionally, if we're starting a new project, we like to include what we call a blueprint where we do a whole bunch of of workshops and then deliver kind of recommendations based on that. And usually we'd like to do a whole security workshop where we can break down and ask all of those questions. So for people listening in, for everyone tuning in, (laughs) make sure you can check out, do this in your own organization, check out the success by design learn content, which is, you know, Microsoft's 
foundation for how you should run these workshops. And I love the security um, module of that content because it's just, it doesn't tell you how to do anything, but it's a huge page of all these questions just to look at and get more information and just to ask and find out who, find out what the blockers are, right? Um, and I think the other thing to really focus on is your exceptions, because that's where we get into trouble. Anytime that they say everyone can have access to this except for Joe, right? Then everything gets more complicated. Or we have cases where they might look at their customer base and there's a certain set of customers that no one can have access to except, you know, those are the, com the conversations we really need to dig into and figure out why and if that's important and all the details around it because that's where things get really sticky. So Kylie, you make some, some great points there. But where are customers finding the most success when security is really implemented correctly? Is it with the business or is it with the users or a combination of both? I think, I think it really needs to be a combination of both because so often on the tech side, we think we know everything and we know how things are going to work. And then we make these decisions without talking to the business and then it doesn't work in real life, right? And part of building kind of our user adoption, which is a whole other separate part of our project, but really important kind of throughout the project, right? Part of that user adoption is making our business users, our business super users, our enablers, whatever we want to call them, really helping them feel engaged. And security is a big part of that because you need to show like, what do you guys want to do? Are you guys going to want to export your data, right? And if that's something they want, then we can give them that access, give them that flexibility, and then they feel enabled and part of the process. And we can kind of check that off our security list, right? So I think we do need to work with both and the business is who's going to understand those exceptions, right? And then I think from the tech side, we need to push back on them on those exceptions to figure out if they're real, right? And a lot of times it comes back to, is it a compliance like regulatory exception or is it a nice to have exception and those are kind of very different right and then even within regular regulatory and compliance exceptions there's different levels because every business will kind of interpret that a little bit differently and we have to figure out what's what's real <laughs> <laughs> no that makes sense so Kylie, what I'm hearing and when I think about this, if, if someone was listening to the show and they're thinking, maybe my security isn't up to snuff, what are some questions they should ask themselves? For example, do the right people have access to the right information or is the data being loosely spread around, that kind of thing? What are maybe three questions they should be asking about their business to evaluate if security is being mm -hmm. run correctly? Yeah, okay, that's really hard. I think, I think first of all, let's think about, <laughs> um, first one I'd say is, let's assume you're online, right? Let's check that you have an environment, like a group assigned to your environment, right? So we make sure that people who don't need to be users are not users. Number one, check that. Number two, I'd encourage to make, I'd ask you if you're using custom security roles or out of the box security roles because your out of the box roles have probably more permissions than you want and those can change, right? Same thing if you have roles coming from another partner or an ISV that came with a solution, make sure you're checking those and know what permissions are in there. And then number three, I think is just to 
probably just review your security roles even more. I know security roles are like the basics of security, but that's like where so right. many little things kind of creep in there. And then for bonus question would be checking how your business units are set up and see if they're more complicated than they need to be, or if there is not, if, if there can be better organized, you know? No, that makes total sense. And, you know, on that, can you kind of share a customer story around where they've done those things? And, you know, once they've corrected their architecture and applied their security principles, what was that outcome? What did it look like and how happy were they? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think like it's interesting, especially when you're working on new projects. So a lot of the projects I've worked on recently, they're new implementations. And what I really like to see is how much easier it is for people now than it was for me as a customer. Right. So what I really like, as I mentioned earlier, we did like Active Directory um security group teams, right? So if you set this up, you set up your environment group and then you set up your security group teams and you can set those up for any any access that you wanna give really. And I like this because then it's something that my admins or me as I used to be, my former self doesn't have to do, right? Because then I can push all of that to the help desk. And um, so I love on security roles, there's the setting that you can choose if the security role is just team permissions or user and team. So that's a new setting came out a couple years ago. And that means that I can assign those roles just to the team and I don't need to assign anything to a user directly. And so it's just kind of pushing that off. So I don't need to train my admins on so many of these things. And so just, I think thinking back to when, when I was an admin and had to, anytime a new person started and I had to go in and update their records and update their settings. And now we don't have to do any of that, right? We can just submit the ticket and that's how we train them. Just tell them, add them to this team. We don't even have to really give the granularity of all the different security roles. So that's something that I love. And keep in mind that you can also use your teams with your field level security or column level security. So same thing, I could have a team for my managers. They have their manager role assigned and they're assigned to the manager column level security and it's all perfect, right? So it just makes things so much simpler than it used to be. And yeah, I think that's, that's, what, I, that's what I like to see. <laughs> Love it. Love that. Well, Kylie, thank you so much for jumping on the Digestible Dynamics podcast. You really got me thinking about how I handle information internally at Microsoft. And I do my best to follow all the best practices I've been trained on, of course, but it's really great thought exercise. And I hope if you're listening, you're doing the same thing, thinking about how you can be better with your security. So Kylie, thank you so much for shedding light on how people can be better. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And quick shout out that I have a lovely presentation on the YouTube for going through, um, I think it's like an hour long playlist all about basics of dynamic security. So I'd encourage people to check it out if they would like to know more. Great. And we'll put that in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics podcast, a show for you, the innovators with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, Head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at Microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.